Welcome to Montgomery Talk. I'm Doug Tolman, senior reporter with Montgomery Community Media, coming to you from our podcast studios in Rockville. Today, I'm speaking with Vinnie DeMarco, who leads Maryland Healthcare for All, an organization that's agitating, if that's the right word, for the state to impose caps on the prices of prescription drugs. He has a poll that shows 78% of Marylanders support the idea, which isn't surprising considering prescription drugs account for 22% of insurance premium expenses. Similar legislation was introduced in the 2018 General Assembly and sailed through a House committee and a House floor vote. Although it passed the Senate committee, a floor vote didn't come in time before the 90-day session ended. Do I have those details correct, Vinny? Right, it was a, but it was a scaled-back version that passed the House. Okay. So it wasn't the full, the full thing we're trying to get, but that's generally right, yeah. Okay. So without getting too bogged down in procedure, the bill has not been introduced this year yet, correct? No, but it will be next week. It will be next week in the Senate and House by Senator Kathy Klausmeyer in the Senate and Delegate Jocelyn Peña-Melnick in the House. Okay, so you've got Kathy Klausmeyer is what, the Senate President Pro Tem? Right, and an influential member of the Senate Finance Committee, and Delegate Jocelyn Peña-Melnick is the Vice Chair of the Health and Government Operations Committee. So we think we have really good sponsors. We hope to get a good number of co-sponsors, and we think there's a lot of support for this proposal. Okay, tell me how it would work. Well, what this bill would do is create a prescription drug affordability board comprised of five people who would be experts in this area who would look closely at high cost drugs and try to determine what's the level at which Marylanders could buy them where they could be affordable and still give the drug corporations the reasonable return they need and then set an upper payment limit. And this is what countries all across the world do, which is why Americans pay substantially more for the same drugs than people in other countries. Now, the drug corporations would say, well, we need all this extra money from Americans in order to pay for necessary research. But our data shows that they spend tremendously more on advertising than they do on research. So they can afford to make the drugs more affordable for people. And the basic thing, Doug, is that drugs don't work if people can't afford them. And about 25% of Americans, including Marylanders, say they can't afford the drugs they desperately need. One gentleman named Larry Zarzecki has Parkinson's, and he just can't get the drug that would really help him. And that is so expensive that only 32 Marylanders can afford it. What he has to pay is 3800 a month for drugs that don't help him completely, but still bust his budget. And that's true for so many Americans. And we have story upon story like that of Marylanders who can't afford their drugs. And something needs to be done. And we're ready to go. And the vast majority of Marylanders want this to happen. And we think a strong majority of the legislature does too. We had an event where it was endorsed by all the major county executives, Montgomery County Executive, Prince George's, Baltimore, Howard, Anne Arundel, Baltimore City Mayor, and the Republican County Executive of Hartford County, Barry Glassman, who has sent a letter to all the Republican legislators urging them to support this. This is a bipartisan measure, and we look forward to becoming law. And this isn't such an unusual system because isn't this very similar to how hospital charges are regulated? Yes. In Maryland, hospitals can't raise their rates without going through the Health Service Cost Review Commission. Insurers can't raise their rates without going through the Maryland Insurance Administration. Just this one big part of our health system is completely unregulated in what they charge, and that's the drug corporations. And we learned from the former CEO of Care First that uh, over 30% of their overall cost is from drug prices. And that puts burden on our premiums, causes premiums to go after everybody. It really is tragic that our whole health care system is being hurt by escalating drug costs when we could do something about it. And that something is the Prescription Drug Affordability Board. Okay. So I'd like to talk a minute about a specific drug, insulin, which has been in the, right. the news lately because right. price increases have been remarkable. 
And you mentioned the Parkinson's drug, but insulin might hold a unique place in that, A, the number of people who need it to survive, and B, how much it costs. The cost of a year supply, I just looked up online, went from $2,900 to $5,700 from 2012 to 2016. and Unconscionable. And how would the legislation affect this? Would it walk back previous increases or would it only be for future increases? It's for future. And what it says is that for any drug, the board could look at the impact on affordability of increases or new drugs at their higher prices and say, well, that's not affordable for Marylanders. And one of the things to understand is that every other country in the world, major industrial country, has something just like this Prescription Drug Affordability Board, which is why they pay so much less in those drugs than here in Maryland. And you mentioned insulin. Just last week, there was a piece on WAMU radio featuring a woman named Rachel Lash, who just can't afford these escalating prices and is living at home with her parents and trying to figure out what to do with her life because she needs the insulin desperately for diabetes, but can't afford it. And at the same time, the drug corporations spend so many millions and billions on advertising, which we all see on TV. And only two countries in the world, the US and New Zealand, are the only ones that allow advertising by drug corporations. And what we're saying to them is you can afford to make drugs more affordable for Marylanders. All you have to do is reduce that advertising and many more Marylanders could afford the drugs they need. And in fact, if more people buy the drugs, the drug corporations could still make as much money as they're making now, possibly by having more people buy the drug at a lower cost and more Marylanders would be able to afford the drugs they desperately need to keep themselves alive or to afford other necessities like rent and school and other necessities which some people have to cut because they can't afford their drugs. Now, of course, the drug companies will say that they need these profits to make new drugs. Insulin hasn't changed. Well, at least in exactly. the last, last 30 years, and it was discovered in 1922. So it's not like there are new insulins coming down the pike. Yeah. The sad fact is the drug corporations charge what they think they can get. They push as much as they can to get as much money as possible. A lot of them are controlled by Wall Street hedge funds who demand that they push the prices up and up and up, and we all suffer. It's time, like in the case of insurance and hospitals, for the state to say this is a critical necessity. We are going to limit what Marylanders pay for high-cost drugs. So if Maryland stands alone on this, I mean, you hear a lot about the prescription tourists who drive up to Canada or drive to Mexico to get cheaper drugs. Are we going to see an influx of Pennsylvanians or Virginians coming into Maryland to buy their drugs? That would be great for Maryland business. <laughs> They'd come into that drugstore and buy other things. So uh, I think if people came here to buy their drugs, it'd be great for Maryland business. Okay. <laughs> so if anybody listening in wants to weigh in on this. Go to healthcareforall.com. You could find out how to contact your legislator about this. And you could also tell us your story. There's a place on there where if you've got a story like Rachel on insulin or any other kind of drug that's really hurting you, go to healthcareforall.com slash hear my story. And we'd like to know your story and pass it on to the legislators. But go to healthcareforall.com. You'll find out all about how you can join this effort to make prescription drugs more affordable in Maryland. Okay. This seems like the kind of legislation that Montgomery County would be right in the middle of. Well, Montgomery County Executive Mark Elridge was at our press conference endorsing this and is really supportive. And most of the Montgomery County delegation has either co-sponsored in the past or endorsed it during the election. So we're expecting really strong support from Montgomery County legislators. Now, the drug corporations will threaten and say, oh, we'll close our businesses in Montgomery County. And that's absolutely not the case. We know they won't do that. They're here in your beautiful county for many reasons. And the fact is, other nations that have these kind of controls to make 
drugs more affordable. They have drug companies there in their countries and they haven't left. And so I believe that one of the reasons this proposal is going to succeed is the strong support from Montgomery County legislators. Okay. So once it gets out of the legislature, what's Governor Hogan going to do? Well, we met with Governor Hogan's top people and described it to him, and they said they're going to take a look at it. And he, um, you know, when Maryland passed the 2017 anti-price gouging law, which is now in the courts, giving our wonderful attorney general, another Montgomery County President Brian Frosch, the authority to stop price gouging by makers of generic and off-patent drugs, he didn't sign or veto it, Governor Hogan, but he wrote a letter, and one of the criticisms he made of the law is that he said that it didn't deal with brand name drugs, only generics, and needed to do more. And this this bill does that. So this is, in effect, a response to what Governor Hogan said. So we hope that Governor Hogan would sign this bill when it passes the legislature. And we're thrilled that the Maryland Democratic Caucus in the House and Senate hasn't made prescription drug portability one of their top six priorities. We're very excited about that. Okay. And what role would Barry Glassman play in your efforts to get this passed? He's a former legislator. He's now the county executive in Harford County. I'm sure he's got a pretty good relationship with Hogan. I would think he'd be available to strong arm any uh, recalcitrant Republicans. Well, I don't know about strong arm, but he will certainly try to persuade them. He has written a letter to every single Republican legislator urging them to support this proposal. We're thrilled about that. He wrote a letter to the editor in Baltimore Sun saying, I'm a pro-business Republican and I support this. It won't hurt jobs. It'll help Marylanders. And he's going to help us in many ways. And when he endorsed this proposal, he said this is to help people in his district and the state, in his county and the state. But also, he said that his county government is hurt by the escalating costs of drugs, and he needs this to help him balance his budgets. So the reason for all this, though, seems to be, I mean, is it just plain corporate greed? Well, they have made a decision that they are going to charge as much as they can, and they're going to spend a lot of money on advertising. And I think those are two decisions which are unfortunate and hurt Marylanders. So I think people of Maryland need to be protected, and that's what this legislation would do. I really think that the Maryland General Assembly knows it's time to do something to make prescription drugs more affordable for Marylanders, and that's why I think this bill will pass. Okay. Well, Vinny, I think now's a good time to wrap things up, unless there's more to this that you need to talk about. Just, we'd love anybody's help. Go to healthcareforall.com and you can be part of making prescription drugs more affordable in Marylanders. And thank you, Montgomery County, for your leadership on many public health issues. Okay. Well, thank you, Mr. DeMarco, for joining us. I'm Doug Tolman, Senior Reporter at Montgomery Community Media. Our engineer today was Carolyn Roskowskis, and we hope you come back again for Montgomery Talk. Thank you. Thank you.